What's up, B-Fan Podcast? Um, today is a solo episode, and I just want to talk about a little bit of myself. Um, today, I'm going to talk about my upbringing and uh, how it made me who I am today. Well, my upbringing from my perspective, because it may look different for the people who um, actually raised me. But in my eyes, I say this all the time. Growing up, I always was moving around, uh, whether it be from house to house, mom and dad were never together. So whether it be from house to house uh, or from living space to living space, we uh, moved around a lot. Downtown, Midtown, Southwest, Clinton Township, Gross Point, the east side, the west side. I was all over Detroit from a very young age and... I feel like becoming accustomed to that, I was always looking for mm, something to be busy with. I was uh I was in a in a lot of uh activities growing up, so whatever sport it was, I was in it. If it was an after school club, I joined it. I always kept myself busy because I thought that I thought that's what life was all about, being busy because um you know, my parents always had me moving around and I feel like in a sense it worked out for me to my advantage because I know a lot of people who were sheltered during their childhoods, you know what I'm saying? Uh parents always hovering over them. Um Nothing to knock on stable households, but some households are like too stable where parents are just, they don't trust the kid, want to know everything that the kid doing, who are the friends, who are their parents, this, this, and that. It was just like, I'm glad I got to skip over all of that. Um, Let me think. So yeah, back to what I was saying, always moving around as a kid, and as I got older, I started to realize the toll it was taking on me because I would start to forget things. You know, always moving around. Yeah, I'm getting a new experience, but also always moving around. I got a lot of information coming in from anywhere and everywhere. So I was experiencing so much, it was becoming stressful. Because I would, um, one week I'd be at my dad's house. So, I'd be at my dad's house, school, sports, living arrangements at my dad's house, after school programs, homework, friends, hanging out. And then boom, Sunday comes, I'm going to my mom's house. Living in my mom's household, it was way different from my dad's. Uh, you know, so now I got a lot of chores. Still got school, still got sports, after school programs, friends, this, this, and that. And I never really got to embrace all the experiences I was having because my brain was always on the go. Not necessarily my body, but my brain was always moving at this rapid speed. Picking this up here, picking that up here. Let me remember to get that. Gotta remember to get this. And I'm doing all of this without a notebook, pen and pad. Anything. I'm just trying my best to grasp grasp on to everything that I had to remember. And I was 
just stuffing it in my brain. And by the time I got to high school, it was starting to burn me out. I started to realize that I was having um mental breakdowns and not like lashing out on everybody, but I would become so overwhelmed with the responsibilities that I was taking up that it would build up and it just spew out at random moments. And I'm like, this isn't healthy. You know what I'm saying? So I'll say the negative impact that growing up in a disconnected household would have to be just the amount of stress it can bring and put on one person. I had to pick up a lot of responsibilities as a kid as well. Um, you know, two single-parent households. <sighs> Some things I just had to pick up and learn how to do on my own, you know. Parents can't be there all the time because they got to work, too, to provide a, a healthy, well, yeah, a healthy home. You know what I'm saying? So they got to work. So I had to learn how to do some things early, especially at my mom's house. Uh, let's see. At my mom's house, she taught me how to cook at an early age, taught me how to clean at an early age. Uh, I had to learn how to had to learn how to iron my clothes, had to do chores. She was getting me ready responsibility-wise. You know what I'm saying? So uh, every Saturday morning, or Friday night, if I wanted to go out Saturday, Friday night, I would have to clean the bathroom, sweep and mop the hallways, do the dishes. She gave me those responsibilities from very early on because she didn't want, I guess she didn't want to be burnt out cleaning the whole house up and taking care of the kids. So I'm so grateful she taught me how to do that because it, uh, it dawns on me now, every time. Before I go out, I make sure the dishes is clean. Before I go out, I try to make sure my room is clean, make sure the bathroom clean if somebody coming over, the bathroom clean if I'm going out. I just like to have, she gave me the sense that it's important to have a clean household before you leave because a lot of us don't think about this, but dude, however you leave your house before you leave the house, it's how you're going to act when you get outside the house. Yeah. It's crazy to think about how living spaces or living arrangements uh, can affect one's mood. And I started to realize this. It's, it's books written on this. Uh, how to Make Your Bed. A, a book like that. I haven't read it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's about how um, getting that one little win a day. You know what I'm saying? Waking up, making your bed. Seeing your space clean can give you a clear conscience to start the day. You know what I'm saying? It's way easier to focus on what you're doing when, you're, when your space is clean. See, I know we, all, we always talk about external and internal problems and should I fix the external or should I fix the internal? It's really a mixture of both. It's, it's, it's neither one more than the other. You know what I'm saying? Both extremities are real. And both of them have an effect on you. So, our inner world is really reflected by our outer, outer world. You know what I'm saying? A dirty room can lead to a dirty mind. <laughs> not, like that, not like that. But a dirty room can lead, lead to a messy mind. 
cluttered. You know what I'm saying? Your mind, your mind is cluttered. You, 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 you can't think of anything. You can't seem to remember anything. Everything is jumping around at you. It's, it seems like everything is misplaced. But it seems like once you clean the room, you declutter the mind. Now everything is easier to remember. You know where you place stuff at. You, you, you can hear your thoughts. You can, you can witness your thoughts. Because when my my when my room is uh messy, man, I can't see a single thought going in my head. I just know I'm thinking. It's just everything bouncing around. But when I um when I clean the room up, even if I just tidy it up, I don't gotta. I'm not saying you gotta deep clean, wash the sheets, wash the covers, clean the floor. My bit. Some people might have to do that. I'm not saying you got to do all that. But once I get a little bit of order going on in my life, it's easier to think. So instead of my thoughts being scattered around, it's more like thought. Oh, okay. Thought. Oh, all right. Thought. Oh, all right. Thought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's easier for me to think. So I'm really grateful for my mom in that aspect for teaching me about that. Now let's think about... Let's think about, mm, mm, always moving around. Oh, yeah, growing up, yeah, I used to be with my parents sometimes. Not a lot. Well, I don't know. As a kid, it didn't feel like a lot. And I'm not mad at that. Because I would get to spend time with the older people in my life. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And I'm so, 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 so happy that I did that because... Getting that outlook and perspective on life really helped me today. I'm so glad they gave me off to somebody older and wiser. You know what I'm saying? I got to spend a lot of time with my great-grandma. Even my great-great-grandma. You know what I'm saying? I got, to, I got to witness them and be there with them. And I might not, I might not remember everything that they were saying word for word, bar for bar. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sure, I'm sure they were passing on knowledge beyond my years. And it's important to do that for a child. Because even if they can't remember, it's still going to show up in their daily actions. Because uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when a child is developing, I want to say all the way up until the age of seven, they... They really developing off of their subconscious mind. I forget if it's the theta waves that's going on, beta waves. It's a certain type of brain wave that is prevalent, that is prevalent in in the mind at an early age. And if you, you essentially, you can program your children. You know what I'm saying? So I was getting programmed by my nana, my great grandma had a PhD. So I'm getting programmed by a college professor, a doctor, and then I'm getting programmed by my great great my great great grandma, uh, Graham. I don't know what she did, but I know she was smart. Me and her years, uh, my granddad, working man, uh, somebody who knew a lot of people, a very sociable person, could start a conversation with a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? I know that seems impossible, but he'll find a way to do it. So I'm I'm getting his outlooks on life when he's just talking. My grandma, uh, my granny, somebody 
who is very personable as well, I'm getting her outlooks on life. And it's just, I was able to get all of these different walks of life so young. And that, that worked to my advantage. And even when I did see my parents, they weren't particularly, uh, they weren't so much as, uh, how can I put this? They was beyond their years as well for as young as that for as young as they were. They knew a heap of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I was blessed to have some cognizant parents. Some people out here don't got don't got. I'm talking about being smart, I'm talking about don't got. No, I still don't know what to replace it with. Some people don't got. <laughs> Do not got. Some people don't got some parents that got any type of sense. And I would hate for that to be me. That'd be so crazy. I don't know where I'd be at without my parents. Not that I think about it. I'm so grateful for them. But, yeah. They were smart beyond their years. So, picking up on conversations growing up, even if I can't remember them now, I know they had a, a, a huge impact on who I am today. And it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Let, let me think about how else my upbringing affected me as a person. Um, growing up, I did have to go without. I wasn't the... Uh, I was privileged in the people that I was around, but as in uh, money in that aspect, I wasn't... We weren't the richest at all. I don't even think... Excuse me. <coughs> I don't even think we were... Um, Middle class for a minute. Uh, so my parents never really uh, pushed that narrative onto me, making it my problem. But now that I look back or when I hear them talk to me about how I was raising me and my uh, sister. Um, it seems like we didn't have much, but I'm so, I'm so glad that um, I got to come from poverty essentially uh I wasn't homeless but it was it was times that I wasn't I didn't have my own home or my parents didn't have a place to call their own home and I commend them for uh staying steady cuz they're doing great now and I I they inspire me every day they like two different people but like they cordial in the sense of how they operate when they come to kids. But, um, yeah, so coming up from poverty, living in the projects, it gave me a very, very humble beginning that I still and always will remember for the rest of my life. Uh, they taught me how to be without. And a lot of people are always with. So that when they without, their life is falling apart. But my favorite quote is, uh, a corner of bread. No, 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 no. A crust of bread and a corner to sleep in. It's a quote from a poem. But, uh, a crust of bread, a, <laughs> a crust of bread and a corner to sleep in. That's all I need to operate. And that's 
I'm glad I, I can have that mindset because it don't take much for me to be happy. I'm not so much as a, a, a materialist. I do like clothes. I do like fashion. I do like good quality things. But I know if all of that was stripped from me and I had to wear the no brand, the uh, the no name brand, the Walmart stuff, I'd be all right. Because I'm I'm grateful that I'm still living. Because there was a lot of times I'm pretty sure I was on my way up out of here, and I, I I wasn't I didn't even know it. So I'm able to have that crust of bread and corner to sleep in. I remember um. I didn't even have a bed. I mean, when I was when I was born, I didn't have a crib. You know what I'm saying? I went straight to the big boy bed. I was tie me up in a little cover and put me on the bed, man. It, it, we didn't have the money to get a crib. You know what I'm saying? I still turned out fine. Uh, when I lived with my grandma, with my mom, we uh, man, we didn't have a bed. But she didn't make that me or her problem. She didn't let my mom didn't let that show in her actions that that was a problem. So, shoot, we on the floor with it. Set the palette up. You know what I'm saying? As, as long as I got to be with my mom or have a place to sleep, a room to sleep in. I was grateful. And it it, it really, um, stuff like that still dawns on me today. So, when I'm in situations where it's like too many people for the hotel room, I sleep on the floor, y'all can have a bed, man. Because it's like, they gonna do all this complaining. Well, all you need is a cover and a pillow. And really, all you need is a cover or a pillow you don't you don't always necessarily need both but to have both is a luxury as well and uh yeah i'm just i'm just so grateful for that humble beginning and having that different perspective also makes it easier to see both sides of the coin because think about it some people are born into poverty and when they're born into poverty, some don't know how to get out. So they only see that side of the coin. They think they know what the other side looks like because they see the high life, the rich life. They might see it on TV, ads, newspapers, or they just might see people who they think are rich. And some people that's born into royalty. Yeah, some people just born into royalty. And they don't know what it's like to be poor. They, yeah, they don't know what it's like to be poor. They don't they don't understand what it's like to uh struggle. And that can have a negative impact on them as well. Because nothing is guaranteed. So if they were to lose everything that they had, think about how that would affect them. They'll lose their mind. They've never been there before. It's too dark to see. You know what I'm saying? But me. You know, essentially growing up poor in a sense. And then where I am now today, I went to a private school. I went to a private school, so I was able to see these rich people firsthand. I was able to go to their house and see how they live. Now I know what it looked like on both sides. Hand-in-hand, firsthand experiences. And... I feel like that make it easier to choose. You feel me? That make it easier to choose what I want to do with my life. You see, some people 
live their lives based on what they think they, how they have to live because they, they know no other choice. No other choice is available to them. But me, yeah, I know what it's like to sleep on the floor. And I know what it's like to sleep in a king-size bed. You know what I'm saying? You waking up with a maid in your face. Or you waking up on a lake. You on a yacht. I know what that's like now. I've experienced it. So now, I know I have the, I have the choice. And I choose to go get this paper. You know what I'm saying? And not even because I'm scared to be poor. Because I know that's the better option. Both is hard. Being rich is hard. And so is being broke. So I might as well have be rich and let it be hard too. And even when... This is just a piece of advice. Even in life. Life is going to be hard regardless, alright? And we get a choice. I mean, you got to pick a struggle. I read that in the book. You got to pick a struggle. Because whatever you do, you're going to struggle anyway. So you might as well struggle having fun. <laughs> you might as well struggle doing something you like. It's, it's hard to succeed and it's hard to fail. So I'd rather it just be hard succeeding. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, you have a choice and never forget that. I want anybody to, that's listening to understand that you have a choice. It's really up to you. All your bad decisions are up to you. All your good decisions are up to you. And I'm going to tag on that in a minute. But all of your bad decisions are on you. All of your good decisions are on you. Everything is your responsibility. So be responsible. But also think about it like this. There's no such thing as a good or bad decision. Because we always make decisions based on the uh, information that we have at hand. That's one part. And there's also no such thing as a good or bad decision. Because we we not God. We can't we can't distinguish between what is good and what is bad. We only see what is good and what is bad in that moment. But think about the quote unquote bad decisions that you have made in your life. Right? Think about them then and think about them now. Are you glad that they happen? Because look at the outcome. We don't know what the other outcomes is, so it it would be naive for us to deem something as good or bad or have a regret about it. We got to be grateful for everything that has happened. There's no reason why, why we should be complaining if we're doing better today than we was doing back then. So, yeah, that's a great thing. Um, Let's see. Um, growing up without also put me in a position where I didn't have to have the luxuries of... Of a fast car, fast bike, this, this, and that. All I needed was my friends, you know what I'm saying, and my imagination. I was in communities where it weren't too many kids, but it were kids. They might not necessarily have been the same age as me, but I was young and they was young, you know what I'm saying? And we got to play together, and I got to share that experience, that humbling experience that is no worries, even when we should be worried, you know what I'm saying? I know I... I know somebody could feel that. It's no worries, even though you know you should be worried. We're just kids. We were just hanging. And I'm glad I got to get that experience. Some kids was um, stuck in the house. Some kids' parents just hated the idea of danger. 
I don't know what my parents was on. They, I guess they just trusted me to go out and not die. But, hey, Detroit is a scary place. That's only if you let it be. Let's think. Hmm. Yeah. This is a short episode. Um, I'm pretty sure I can think of some other things, but I just wanted to get that quick episode off of my chest. Just, um, if I can leave you with one thing, if you didn't pick anything up from this video, I will say, don't use your past as an excuse. Yeah, don't use your past as an excuse. You can finish the sentence if you want to, but that's all I got for that. For that piece of advice. Don't use it as an excuse. Do not use your past as an excuse. Let your past push you forward. Be grateful for whatever upbringing you have. Because if you're still alive today, you're doing something right. If you're still alive today, you're doing something right. That's the BFM Podcast, man. Thank you for listening.